It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Yeah, it's a Monday morning, Jim. The gym's already up contemplating the world. All right, so wow, there's a lot of very different topics to go through today. So might as well just get started. Today's show is sponsored by the Moneyless Money Clip. So expensive, you'll have nothing left to put in it. Yeah, you know, it's like people who buy really expensive houses. Then they have nothing left to put in it. Anyway... Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. And feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not report to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Going to start your Monday with a couple of things that are uh, a little different. Just so I don't hit you right between the eyes first thing in the morning with something really horrible. Okay, I'll do that later this morning. All right, so let's see. First story here for you, Trump, some fanatics out there. Trump is offering his own sneaker line. Yeah, if you want to buy Trump sneakers, you will have them at the low, low price of almost $400. No, I'm not kidding. Here's the story. Um, Let's see. AP reports... Shiny golden high top shoes. Let's see. They kind of, they sort of look to me like they would be, oh, I'm trying to remember the name of those shoes right now. Uh, Converse, kind of. But anyway, so high tops with American flag detailed on the back are being sold at the never sur- as never surrender high tops for $399. Yeah, $399. On a new website that also sells other Trump-branded shoes, the Victory 47. Oh, oh, oh. There's a cologne and perfume for $99 a bottle. Yeah, so the idea being if you're going to buy something Trump, I mean, that's expensive, right? I mean, obviously, he's a rich guy. The website says it has no connection to the Trump campaign, Though Trump campaign officially promotes the appearance in online posts. The website outlines run by CIC Ventures, a company Trump reported owning uh, in 2023, a financial disclosure. The website states the new venture is not political and has nothing to do with any political message, according to the AP report. It describes the sneakers as a limited edition number true collector's item. That is bold and gold, like President Trump, it says. Biden-Harris 2024 campaign director was less impressed. (laughs) Well, no, Biden should go out and sell his own products. You know, depends. 
things like that. Okay, on that note, let's go switch over to President Biden real quick here. New York Times says that Biden has to have a special Secret Service agent at the bottom of the staircase in case he falls. So, for example, if the first off, when the president goes to get inside of Air Force One, for the longest time, whenever they pulled up a flight of stairs, it went all the way up to the top to the door right behind the cockpit. All right, well, Trump stumbled on those a few times. So they ended up opening up a stairwell closer to the back-ish, and it's near the belly of the airplane, much closer, so it doesn't have so many stairs to walk up. Now, as I look at this, there's a video. Okay, video shows Trump walking toward the airplane here, and there's Secret Service agents on either side, but also a rather big guy right behind the president. Okay, different people saluting. Trump saying hello to them. Uh, Trump, sorry. Biden saying hello to them. Biden walks over to the stairs, and that big guy is still right behind President Biden. Okay, salutes. He's he's walking carefully toward the stairs and grabbing the railing. Up he goes with that big guy right behind him all the way up. Okay, as he enters the belly of the airplane. So, okay, yes, this is accurate. The story says a week ago, New York Times did a story at Biden's age, and that story revealed that the President of the United States is so fragile, they have someone standing behind him just to make sure he can walk up a flight of stairs okay. <clears throat> Even the way Mr. Biden walks to the presidential aircraft, says the story, is subject to careful management. The president started taking a short flight of stairs directly in the belly of Air Force One rather than the tall stairway that we're used to, according to this story, after he tripped and fell over during a commencement ceremony past summer. Now the Secret Service agent uh, positioned at the bottom of the stairs and watching as he goes up. Aides have President Biden take the shorter stairs to board Air Force One when it comes to news conferences. He'll yell loudly and quickly to end the questions. Okay, it talks about different signals that he has and so on. Okay, so, yeah, that's how fragile our president has become. That when he goes to walk up a flight of stairs, now there's a spotter behind him. And, it's a, again, it's a big guy just to make sure that if the president falls... He has something really big and solid to hit on the way down. But I even got me impressed that uh, this agent is supposed to be with him as he walks, because here's the president walking like a doddering old man, like you'd expect him to, across the apron there toward the airplane. And, yeah, they they got it right in the story. I was just watching the video here. Uh, This guy is walking behind the president as the president is waddling like a really old man toward Air Force One. So it's not just a spotter for the stairs. It's a spotter to make sure he can make it all the way across to where the airport is. I guess what they don't want to show is we should probably get, you know those little um, carts that people ride around in grocery stores, you know, the little electric ones? What are those called again? Yeah, we should probably get him one of those so he can just go ahead and putter around like that. Well, putting him in a wheelchair, he would have to be pushed in the wheelchair. And I know he's running for president again. He doesn't actually want anyone to see that. 
But, yeah, to put them in one of those little electric carts like people go grocery shopping in and let them go puttering out in there, probably not a bad idea if you really wanted to take care of them. But then, of course, you always have to wonder about would he be able to steer it properly, too. But, okay, all right. So what have we learned this morning at the start of the program? Uh, President Trump has a $400 pair of sneakers, if you would like to buy a pair. Limited edition, by the way. And the current president of the United States needs a spotter to climb the stairs. There. That's the perfect way to start your Monday. Woke Radio, W-O-K-E. The shortwave radio station that identifies as a thousand watt FM. Because you know, we are what we feel, not that we feel what we are. Start your day the right way. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. 622 is the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. Morning, Chet. He's in Yoder. Jay, he's in Casper. John is up in Gillette. John had a question for me. Are you going to cover Wildfile's fact-free hit piece on CO2 published by Cowboy State Daily yesterday, sent to your email. Yes, I actually covered all of that on Friday and ripped apart Wildfile on that. But, John, since you're asking, let's talk about the apocalypse. So put on your respirator and let's fix that generator. And while we're out, we'll mend our fences too. See, I'm not afraid of dying, just got reasons for surviving. I want one more day in the apocalypse with you. Since Wyoming does have a law forcing uh, companies that produce electricity through coal and natural gas to sequester carbon, they're supposed to do this by a certain date. It's going to be very expensive for you, the ratepayer, by the way. And not everybody agrees with this. And the governor's all in on it. In fact, he doesn't want to go carbon neutral. Governor wants to go carbon negative on this. So someone decided to hold a committee meeting at the Wyoming State Capitol, an official committee meeting, and this would be the opposing point of view. Now, at the beginning of the committee meeting, the chairman, she said to everybody, look, if you're a believer in man-made global warming, don't even bother. We've already heard from you. Now, I think that's fair because whenever there is a meeting on this issue, only one side really gets to talk. So let's hear the science from the opposing side. So that's what they brought up. The CO2 coalition was there and others such people were there representing and discussing the science from the other side. In the back there in the room is a reporter from Wildfile. Now, I've been back and forth a few times with, I forget his name, whoever's supposed to be in charge over there at Wildfile. We've exchanged a few emails over the years. And I've said, you guys are really far left-leaning. I mean, you really are. And now, Wildfile's a nonprofit organization, and essentially what they're supposed to be doing is training reporters. That's essentially what they do. They, they get young reporters and train them up and let them out. But they do it in a very left-wing way. And this guy who's in charge over there has scoffed at me for saying, ah, we're non-biased. What are you talking about? Really? What was this hit piece you guys did? Because the young reporter in the room is listening to people who do not think that humans are causing a climate crisis, and they understand that CO2 is not a pollutant. In fact, it's necessary 
for life on Earth, and we could use more of it in the atmosphere. And they're making this case. So the article written by Wildfile is not a non-biased article. Basically, the reporter in the room thought that everybody speaking was just a bunch of idiots and flat out just comes right in the most condescending way, says it in the article. Which is why I've said for years, every now and then, Wildfile really does a good article. I look at them every day because every so often a really good article comes out on something I didn't know about. But I always have to be careful, like with Wyoming public media, like with the Casper Star Tribune and the Wyoming Tribune Eagle. I always have to filter out the bias in it to find what the really real story is. This wasn't even trying to hide bias. This was a hit piece. This reporter just thought it was ridiculous and disgusting and, had, and just thought everybody speaking was just a bunch of idiots. And she let it be known in her article. As they had a discussion for once about the opposing point of view using science. Now, I wrote a counter article, and my article is closer to non-bias. I just wrote an article that said, here's why the meeting was held in the way it was held. Because nobody ever gets to hear the opposing point of view. Those people who do not believe in a climate crisis or that CO2 is a pollutant had finally a chance to speak, and here's what they said. And then I also included, the governor disagrees, here's what the governor had to say about it. And there was my article, which was a fair and balanced article. And I didn't pick on anyone, I just dropped in, here's what was said by this side, the governor's response was this, there's your article. Now, if I wanted to write a non-biased article, they certainly they could have done that. But they didn't. It was a hit piece. So I did, besides talking about it on air, I also made sure to go to the Wildfile Facebook page and their Instagram page where they had posted that story and just flat out wrote, this is about the most biased reporting I've ever seen from Wildfile, a complete one-sided hit piece, not news. Now, I go back every so often and I check to see, did Wildfowl take that down yet? I'm waiting for them to take my comment down. They haven't yet. They've actually left it up. Which is where usually when someone's critical like that, they take it down. But okay. Some other news organizations have picked it up. Now, one of them is County 17. But County 17, their reporter there, and I hate to say this because it might just be a very nice person, but this is lazy reporting. They find something that somebody else already published and they just sort of republish it. Okay, now, Cowboy State Daily takes a look into it. They'll at least try to do something a bit more fair than Wildfowl did. So, County 17 just regurgitates it. I haven't read any other news organizations in Wyoming. I suppose they're out there that covered the same meeting because there were other reporters in the room. But again, if you ever read anything from Wildfowl, the same caution I give you for Wyoming public media, national public media, but also Casper Star Tribune and Wyoming Tribune Eagle. Watch that bias. Sometimes they just casually insert little things. Other times, man, I mean, man, do they really lay it. And this was one of the most disgusting hit pieces that Wildfowl ever wrote in the most condescending way possible, too. 
Coming up on some local business that we have to take care of, we're going to roll into local news time right after local news. Update on your weather forecast, and you and I get back into it again. Triple eight ninety seven was the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. It's Wake Up Wyoming. He's just happy to be here. Catch Glenn Woods on Wake Up Wyoming weekdays at 6 on air on Alexa and on the Wake Up Wyoming app. Okay, so just an update. This this relates to the last thing I was just talking about. John and Gillette wanted me to go over again what I was talking about on Friday with the wake uh, wildfile hit piece on the meeting, uh, committee meeting dealing with CO2 and the alternate science, the other side that you never really get to hear and listen, unless you listen to a program like this when it comes to climate science. Okay, so I say answering... Uh, uh, Wait a second. Says, okay. Funny note to Miss Mary. Okay, so after that, I wrote up an article this morning on something which I think we can relate to the whole climate change thing, but it's not going to come from where you think. Near Douglas, Wyoming. This is an article that's on the Wake Up Wyoming site that I put up this morning. Near Douglas, Wyoming has been going on an archaeological dig. Because they found evidence of some people that had camped there for quite a while, just outside of what is now Douglas, Wyoming. And it looks like they were hanging out there about 13,000 years ago. Yeah, we're talking some of the earliest people here. Now, one of the items they just found is a bead, a decorative bead that would have been part of an article of clothing. Also in the area, various other tools, including sewing needles to put the beads on whatever article of clothing they were wearing. So you have some rather well-dressed people for their time hanging out around what would later become Douglas, Wyoming. Now, this bead, when I take a look at the people who came here, what we can deduce with the evidence that we had. We know that, yeah, about 100,000 years ago-ish was an ice age. All right. As that ice age started to come to an end, around 12,000 years, maybe a little later, enough ice had retreated that left a land bridge, which was not ice, but, I mean, soil that they could walk on where people from Asia could make their way to North America because most of the water and ice at that time, or a lot of it, was up on land. It was not in the ocean, so the sea levels would have been a lot lower during that ice age, considering how much water was up on land in a frozen state. So those peoples came down during a very cold climate time, 
and they made their way down through North America, including coming down through what we now call Wyoming. And they set up camp around what we now consider Douglas and stayed there for a while. There's evidence of old uh, homes, if you will, and structures they would have built back then, and also tools that they used, including not just hunting tools, but tools for taking care of food, from cleaning the animal, you know, to cooking, things like that. And then this 13,000-year-old bead, which is making major news in archaeology worldwide, this one little bead. But think about that. If we take a look at it from a climate change perspective, somewhere around 70 to 100,000 years ago, we were under a mile of ice. As that retreated, it left a passage open for people, they think, to make it to North America. And now we're finding evidence in Wyoming that some of those people were here. It was still a very cold climate back then. Still very cold, very different from what we have today. Now, just so you know, and I in the story that I wrote on the Wake Up Wyoming site this morning, you can find links to this. Because I've said this to people before, and they always look at me like, what, really? No, according to scientists, that last ice age, we're not done with it. It's not over. This is why we still have a north and south pole that are frozen. This is why there's all of that ice and even permafrost in the northern hemisphere especially. This is why we have glaciers today because it's still retreating. Now, recently, a story came out. Well, Greenland is, it's, it's getting green. The ice is melting away from Greenland. Well, the interior ice is getting thicker the ice around the exterior is what's melting away. So the overall volume really hasn't changed. But if Greenland is getting greener, about a thousand years ago, Vikings lived there. And we know this because as some of the ice has retreated from the edges of Greenland, we're finding not just farms, but whole villages where they had cattle and sheep and they grew crops. Vikings lived there for quite a while because Greenland back then was green but the retreating ice age the last ice age doesn't retreat evenly it backs off it grows again it backs off it grows again it backs off overall it's retreating but it goes through those stages of growing a bit backing off it growing a bit backing off of it so about a thousand years ago greenland was green and then it froze over and now it's getting green again all of which is a natural part of the process Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Make your voice heard at 888-97-WOODS. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Six forty-eight is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box. Six forty-nine now. Frank Gambino waiting my good weekend, Frank. Yeah, I got to travel on Saturday. Not much okay. on Friday. Okay. So and then got blown home on Sunday. I, I, yeah, I got annoying. Yeah, it really was bad. Too. You know, you know, wind is one thing in Wyoming, but when it's oppressive. Oh my lord, yeah, that's yeah. that. That's mm-hmm. like, and we, why does nobody live here? Because of uh, that. That would be why. Yes, yeah. that would be one of our barriers. Yeah. Okay, you know, everybody else said, well, everybody who's a banker and a bureaucrat has today off. 
We don't. Yeah, it's President's so, so, Day. So we're not, yeah. It, that means we have to honor, like, bad presidents, like uh, Millward Fillmore. Yes, yes right. Yeah. James Buchanan. Yeah. Warren Harding. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know. Laurel and Hardy. So <clears throat> we have, let's see here. Uh, banks are closed, post offices, right, government agencies, yeah. Everybody else is at work. And this is a discussion I often have with people who work as, well, I have a old, my older sister was bank manager. Yeah. And I had that discussion with her. Oh, so you're going to have Monday off? No, 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 This is a holiday for bankers and bureaucrats. Everybody else is working. And some bureaucrats that I know will say to me, oh, so what are you going to do Monday? Go to work like everybody else? So here's well, yeah, they're I, laughing at us. Yes. Yeah, so well, uh, many of them don't know it. They really do think that everybody has the day off. Like, really? Then why can you go shopping? How about that? Yeah. You know, okay. because, so, you know what today is? Yeah. Monday. Monday. That's right. So now, here's what I've suggested this before, Frank, and I'm sticking with it. And there's no schools. So, so right? students are not bureaucrats. No, no, no. But the teachers are. Yeah. yeah but, they but, work but, for but, the government, in other words. Yeah, yeah. So here's what I want, Frank, from now on. I want one holiday a year where everybody gets the day off except the bankers and bureaucrats. All government employees have to show up for work. All bankers have to show up for work. But you and I get the day off. It's called Christmas Eve. Is that what that is? Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll, well take we'll, we'll take either A off or do very, very little. And yeah. then the rest, of the, the rest of the people have to work. Works for me. See, men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys picked up a win over San Jose State on the road on Saturday, 80 to 75 to get to 13 and 12 overall, 6 and 6 in Mountain West Conference play. Sam Griffin at 21, Aquail caught 20, and Mason Walters chipped in 18. UW had a good shooting night at 51%, but San Jose State is just a bad team at 2 and 11 in Mountain West play, 9 and 17 overall. The Cowboys are on the road tomorrow in Reno, Reno to take on Nevada. Wyoming Cowgirls absorbed a tough 75-70 road loss to Colorado State on Saturday in Fort Collins. Cowgirls played well enough to win with 10 three-pointers, shooting 47% from the floor. Emily Melema had 25 points with four of those threes. Tess Barnes at 21, but the Cowgirls also turned the ball over 16 times, and CSU really made them pay for that. So they dropped to 9-4 in Mountain West play, 14-10 and 10 overall. CSU is 7-7 seven and seven in league play, 16-9 and nine overall. We're having a big game on Wednesday in Larrabee as they'll take on Mountain West leader UNLV. Junior college basketball from over the weekend, the LCCC men from Cheyenne beat Eastern Wyoming 94-70 on over the weekend. So the Golden Eagles are 15-12 and 12 on the year. They are led by Phoenix Bullock with 28. The LCCC women lost to Eastern Wyoming 79-74. They're 11-14. Both the Golden Eagle teams will be at Gillette College on Wednesday. High school indoor track and field is the big Simplot Games in Pocatello, Idaho over the weekend. An event with over 2,200 athletes from 19 states competing. The Tronus Caden Lee won two events. He took the high jump at 6-6 and took the triple jump with a PR of 46 feet, 6 and 3 quarter inches. Kelly Walsh thrower T Tegan Becker took second in the shot put. She threw 40 feet 10 inches into Leah Morris of Cheyenne East. Second in the long jump as she went 19 feet even. The State Boys Swimming Meet concluded over the weekend in Laramie with the host Plainsman winning the 4A state title for the seventh year in a row. Laramie won three relays at the championships and outdistanced Cheyenne Central for the top of the podium. Kelly Walsh was fifth, Cheyenne South eighth, Cheyenne, South, Cheyenne Central ninth, and the Trona, it is Cheyenne East ninth, and the Trona tenth. Kayla Brewer of Cheyenne South won the 200 IM and the 100 Butterfly. Lander won the 3A Boys State Championship for the 28th consecutive year. That's, it's astounding. And the Tigers won 8 of 12 events in that deal. State High School Wrestling Tournament will start on Thursday and run through Saturday at the Ford Center in Casper. Boys and girls will wrestle on all three days. So the first round will start at noon on Thursday. The quarterfinals will start at 10.30 on Friday. The semifinals will be at 4 p.m. on Friday. And the state championship matches will be on Saturday at 2 p.m. And that's it in sports. So when you were driving home, was it a tailwind, a headwind? Well, 
uh, Saturday I just did a there and back to Riverton. It was cold, yeah. cold, yeah, yeah right. cold. But the roads, but the roads were clear. But I mean, it went from like um, three above to three below, and oh, then okay. you know. But it was yeah, it was it was, okay. it was fairly calm. You know, what I mean, nothing, okay. nothing to write home because Sunday that's when you didn't want to be on the road. No, no, yeah, that no, was just no, yeah, no, no. That got no, horrible. No. Unless you had a tailwind, well, yeah, your gas mileage would have been incredible. Yeah, yeah. All right, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have taken. Yeah, roll into news time after that. National, local, update on your weather forecast. You and I get back into it again. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Six of time is wake up Wyoming. It's a Monday, and yeah, it's supposed to be President's Day. And just so everybody knows it, Frank and I were talking about this during the last break. It's one of those holidays for bankers and government employees, or as I like to say, bankers and bureaucrats, but in general, government employees. The rest of us, <clears throat> we're all still at work. Yeah, funny how that plays out. Today's show is sponsored by Rabid Penguin Spray, the only spray guaranteed to keep dangerous rabid penguins at bay. So, yeah, I, I know you still have to show up for work today, but I have a solution for this. Hang on. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. So since today's President's Day, it's one of those holidays where if you're a bank employee, you don't have to go to work. If you work for government in pretty much any way, you don't have to go to work. That's why even schools are closed. Right? So because of that... To simplify it and make it sound a little bit better wording-wise, I like to say it's a holiday for bankers and bureaucrats. But the rest of you have to go to work. We're all at work today. And I've oftentimes talked to bankers and people who work in government who are all confused. You mean you didn't have the day off too? Well, when you went out to work, when, or when you went out to have fun on your extra day off, did you go to retail stores? Did you go to restaurants? Did you stop by a convenience store of some kind? Did you see trucks driving by? And if you had walked into offices, would you have noticed some people are working in offices? Offices here at Town Square Media are open today. Everybody's showing up to work. So offices all over the place, law offices, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody's open and working. So what I want is a holiday where the bankers and government employees they have to show up for work, and the rest of us 
get the day off. And now that, I think, would be totally fair. All right, some Wyoming news that we have to go through. We are in a legislative session right now. First story, property tax refund bill breezes through introduction. There's quite a few property tax ideas in the state of Wyoming that would some would work some are not good ideas but a lot of those bills are making it through this legislative session because lawmakers understand they need to get on this i mean they really need to get on this last legislative session nothing went through this time they're trying anyway story here says a bill that could expand access to wyoming's property tax refund program unanimously passed its introduction into the house on wednesday house bill four aims to make homeowners eligible for wyoming's property tax program as property values remain high. If passed, the bill would raise the income from 125% of the federal poverty level to 175%. Um, according to Liz Storr, Democrat lawmaker who lives in Teton County, she said this bill would help more homeowners pay their taxes. Quote, this allows people with somewhat higher incomes to get at least some property tax relief. The problem of affordable housing goes back. She goes on to talk about, okay. The, uh, well, a lot of what she says was nonsense after. That's one of several bills that are trying to make it through right now. We'll see what they hash out, what they come up with to try to find some relief. I still maintain property taxes in Wyoming, like with many other states. They, the way they decide what your property tax should be is a convoluted method, which is part of the reason that we're in this problem right now. Simplifying the tax code would be much better. That's one of the reasons why on the federal level, instead of an income tax, I'm in favor of something called fair tax, which you can look up at fairtax.org. It's a much simpler way of doing everything. All right. And next one. A majority of bills related to gender identity fail introduction. Three remain. As the Wyoming legislative budget session begins, the story says lawmakers had at least 10 bills considered relating to transgender people, gender-affirming care, pronouns, obscenity, school programming, things like that. So as of the weekend, only three measures remained. The rest failed to receive enough votes for a formal introduction. Now remember, this is a budget session. They have a limited amount of time to meet. And so a lot of things that you may or may not want to see get through. But there's some bills out there that are would actually be really popular among the general public. Various bills on all sorts of different topics. But we'll probably never see the light of day. And not because your legislators are lazy or they're a bunch of rhinos or anything. It's because it's a budget session. So most of these bills will never see the light of day because of time constraints. They have to get two-thirds vote in the House or Senate to get it out into consideration. If it's not directly budget-related, this allows Wyoming, unlike other states, we don't have a full-time legislative body here, this keeps Wyoming uh, much more simple than other states. We have fewer laws less government. We still have a big problem. We still need smaller government than we do now. But we don't have a lot of the garbage laws that a lot of other states do because we do this in this way. Every other year, we take a look at actual laws 
and even then with a limited time schedule during those lawmaking years. So most bills that are introduced never make it because they only have so much time to pass laws. That's a good thing. All right. Also, a story I have for you up on the Wake Up Wyoming site, some Wyoming hospitals at risk of closing. Now, it's not just Wyoming. It's across the country. It's rural hospitals that have come into some problems. Now, some of the states that have big problems, Kansas, Nebraska, Oklahoma, North Carolina, Georgia, Mississippi, are some of the biggest problems in the country. In the smaller states, well, like Wyoming, we have a problem. Also, Louisiana, Arkansas, Mississippi, Georgia. But again, to a lesser extent than the first states that I named. And the problem there is being looked at. It's a number of people who show up to those hospitals compared to how much staff and operating costs the hospitals have. And one of the things that's not helping out, insurance companies have become very difficult to deal with to get money out of them. But also your government, Medicare and Medicaid, have become a big problem for reimbursing hospitals. And that's one of the reasons why you find me, among other people, opposed to Medicaid expansion because expansion doesn't help the doctors or the hospital. It makes the whole situation worse. So uh, just some of the stories that we have up on the Wake Up Wyoming website this morning for you to go through and things that are and just an update on the Wyoming legislative session. Now, we should have at 645 our man in Cheyenne, Doug Randall, is going to update you on the Wyoming legislative session which he does every morning at about that time. It's about 7.39 is when that plays. 7.15 is the time right now. Wake up. News and weather together at the top and bottom of every hour. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. 7.20 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Okay, I'm going through some house cleaning for you. There's just some smaller stories I want to go ahead and get rid of before we get on to some more meteor topics one of them okay i'm sorry i have to do this to you i'm gonna get it out of the way and the only reason i mention it is because the origins of this story begin here in wyoming and i'm gonna have to say your name and it's gonna make you scream bloody murder it's a monday i'm sorry to do this to you so liz cheney Anyway, uh, she's not ruling out a 2024 presidential run. She was asked this question again. Former Representative Liz Cheney, Wyoming, the story says Sunday on CNN, State of the Union, said that she was not ruling out a presidential run to keep former President Donald Trump out of the White House. Well, okay, I mean, she could, but she could run as an independent or something like that because it's kind of late in the primary system anyway. Jake Tapper asks, you still haven't ruled out a presidential run of your own as of 2024, as far as I know you're still considering it. Cheney said, I haven't made any decisions about it yet. I'm going to do whatever is necessary to defeat Donald Trump. So she's still on that. Tapper said, but if it came down to you not running, it's Biden versus Trump. Would you support Biden? Cheney said, I'm not going to make any announcements or endorsements this morning. But the most important thing is defeat Donald Trump, and I'll do whatever it takes to do that, Tapper asked. Uh, on Saturday, Republicans in South Carolina have to go to the polls, choose between Trump and Nikki Haley. So I assume you want Nikki Haley? Cheney said, yeah, I mean, again, I'm not making any endorsements. 
She says, I think that's kind of a hard call. Now, okay, so there, there's where Liz be at right about now. Uh, on that note, for those who weren't with me right in the 6 o'clock hour this morning, you know, you can go ahead and buy a pair of Donald Trump sneakers. Yeah, it's sneaker.com, sneakercon is what it's called. It's a, it's a website you can go to. It's owned by Donald Trump. Now, he's not officially doing this for his campaign thing. These are high-top sneakers. They're $400. Or you can buy some Victory 47 Donald Trump cloned if you want to go ahead and do that, too. But just so you know, yeah, there's sneakers out there, and it's supposed to be $400 for this. And I'm taking a look at some of the other stuff they have there. Okay. Yeah, there's a whole website filled with stuff. That's all right. So, anyway... If you want to buy your Donald Trump sneakers, you can go ahead and do that. One more story to get out of the way. And then again, as we get, especially next hour, there's some more meteor stories for you. Economic growth, the headline says, is happening in red states. Now, basically what's happening here is economic growth is happening in those states that have less government. While the Blue state, or according to uh, President Biden, the the green states. But anyway, we know they're blue states. I don't know when he went colorblind, but okay. According to this story here, in the blue states, they're pushing people out, as you know, with taxes and over regulations and all sorts of ridiculous laws. Like even Colorado, it wants to ban oil and natural gas and gas burning stoves and furnaces in your house and ban the sale of the internal combustion engine, but there's all sorts of uh, still trying passing gun laws, but also rules and regulations and taxes. And in general, it just makes these places unlivable, especially if they declare themselves a sanctuary city or a sanctuary state. The story says ABC reported that almost all the strong economic growth in the country is happening in red states. Okay, well, proving them about economic growth. At least that's the explanation they're going with. The Democrat mayors in red states are attracting young liberal workers. So Texas is going gangbusters because people like hot weather and Democrats, says ABC News, right? That's what. That's how they're trying to sell this. So, okay, uh, ABC News on Twitter, now known as X, nearly every week a fresh round of strong economic data celebrating statements from Biden administration. Most of the best performing states have ever voted in favor of President Trump, says the analysis. Nearly every week, uh, and continue on, an examination of key economic measures, including job and income growth, and found that an overwhelming majority of red states among the top 18 performers. The disparity between red and blue states has little to do with anything President Biden has done According to ABC News, nothing federal policy typically holds any influence on these states. And then they add to that because they can't give any credit to the red states. Instead, they added the dynamic of, again, warmer weather and things like that. So, um, yeah, better climates is why everybody's moving. You really think that people are leaving New York City, Chicago, Detroit, St. Louis, places like this. 
and go into places like Memphis, Dallas, Atlanta, you know, a lot of Texas, Florida cities, and so on. Because, you know, gosh, the weather's so much warmer here. Well, that's not what people are saying when they leave these blue states. They just can't take it anymore, and so they're getting the hell out of there. Which, as we've said before, this is just fine. I mean, California, as you know, is hemorrhaging people. What gets me, I guess, about the story is ABC News cannot just flat out come out and admit what's really happening in the difference between the red states and the blue states. There are people who live in the more liberal states who philosophically might want to live in a Democrat state. But then they try to live in a Democrat state. And it turns out it's just not affordable. And they're just burdened, not just professionally, but personally, by all sorts of laws, rules, and regulations. So they get the hell out of there. Chet and Yoder, last night Fox said the sneakers for Trump were all sold out. Oh, okay. Well, it was a limited run. So, okay, the Donald Trump $400 sneakers are already sold out yet? Now what you're telling me. All right. Not surprised by this. All right. I. And it's not directly supposed to be for his campaign. It's a separate company that Trump owns where they put out a bunch of Trump paraphernalia. But all right. Doesn't surprise me. I would never pay $400 for a pair of sneakers, even if it's somebody I like. Doesn't matter. I, I'm not really a fan of anybody, but, I mean, even if I was, you want me to spend how much on a pair of sneakers? I don't think so. Especially because sneakers are something that wears out. Sneakers don't, over time, become worth more money. Unless you keep them in the box that you bought them in and you don't do anything with them for years then they might increase in value. But if you intend to wear them, well, the longer you wear them, the more you wear them out. So for me, a $400 pair of sneakers better last me several decades, considering when I buy a pair of shoes, how long that pair of shoes, especially sneakers, how long they last, they last me a good long time. So for $400, I don't care if Trump's name on it, or it's company or whatever, I don't care. I don't care if it's somebody who I'm a fan of or not. I don't care. It doesn't matter. For $400, those suckers better last me a good long time. But according to Chet and Yoder, Fox News said that they're already sold out. All right. I've got coming up in just a few seconds here some local news. After local news, update on your weather forecast. Then you and I get back into it. Don Day will be on with me live at 745 to talk about your weather for this week. Which is an interesting forecast. Nothing horrible is happening, but it really is not what you've been used to up until now. Things are a bit different. We'll be for a while. And then, of course, Frank Gambino with Sports and you and I get back into it again. Let's see, Nike is working on a story about the Trump shoes right now. We will throw it up on when he publishes it. Okay. So I got Wyoming.
736 of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, so <laughs> sometimes I have to do a story like this, and I stop and I go, really? I'm, I'm going to have to do this? Story? Okay. Because, you know, there's times I don't think you guys believe me when I tell you that this is the story that I have. But trust me, this is the real deal. Ladies and gentlemen, your favorite song. I like guns, I like the way they look I like the shiny steel and the polished wood I don't care if they're big or small They're for sale, hell I want them all I like guns, I like guns, I like guns So some time ago it was in Colorado that a kid had pointed his fingers in the shape of a gun You know, the pointer finger out, the thumb in the air the rest of the fingers pulled back and curled up. So, like, you know, that gun thing there. If you do two fingers out, that's the double-barrel gun there. Wow. Yeah. Because if the kid pointed that way, he was immediately suspended, told he has to get psychological counseling. There was a kid who had taken a rubber band in Colorado and shot it using that same kind of a gun hand thing and shot a rubber band at someone. And, again... Oh, my God. Counseling is requested. The kid's suspended from school. And All right. Headline, an elementary school principal was placed on administrative leave after she used her finger gun to pretend to be a shooter in an unimproved active shooter drill. Yeah. If a kid makes a finger gun while playing cops and robbers, they get suspended. So what happens when a California elementary school principal uses the finger gun and says, I'm a mass murderer at the school. This is an active shooter bill. And it turns out she gets suspended or placed on administrative leave, as they call it, just like your child. At least that's what happened in George Washington School, which I'm surprised that California still has a George Washington School. Uh, you can't do that. No, you got to shut that down. I mean, that's going to offend people. She decided to be an active shooter during uh, an active drill, which was she was explaining this is what we do during a drill. She proceeded to walk around campus pretending to shoot people, saying, okay, so this is what you would do, bang, bang, and you would go this way and I would go that way. And from what I heard, one of the students said, boom, you're dead. Uh, okay, so some of the students, according to this, were traumatized, like a four-year-old girl was traumatized. Oh, I was really upset, said one girl in the first grade. The one shocking, surprising thing he said, uh, the six-year-old said was, just really glad none of my friends died. Please. See what we're putting, okay. It's not just this, it's a panic kids with the whole cult of climate change thing. You, may, When we were kids, I, not only did we do that when we were kids with our fingers, but every single stick to a boy, that would make him neat machine gun, and we'd run around and play war, right? Quote, can you imagine the trauma these kids potentially could go through thinking that, oh my God, my friend was killed, I was shot, and I was told I died? According to one parent, at the young age, these children, that's very upsetting. Well, you see, the part of the problem here is that kind of a parental attitude. The principal pointed a finger gun at my kid. We're doing an active shooter drill, so I'm the shooter, bang, bang, here's what you do. 
oh, my God, this is going to traumatize my kid. I think these kids are so traumatized because not just the school, but their parents do this to them. Quote, this type of drill where the scenario was run is not approved by the district or was it protocol? An email was sent to that effect to the parents. The conduct of the drill does not appear to have been in line with the district protocols, etc., etc. Now, again, at this point, I can't just blame. I don't blame the principal at all. I I honestly don't. But at this point, I look at it and I think um, the school district, the parents who are complaining over this. My kid was traumatized. The reason your kids are traumatized is because the way you're raising your kids. All right. Uh, honestly, that's what traumatizes kids. They get the cues from the parents, from the adults. And if this is the way the adults are acting, then they go with it. This is how they're going to act. So if you taught your kids in a different way, they wouldn't have been traumatized at all. What are they going to do when they have a real drill, these kids? What are they really going to do that? What are you going to do? Do you ever have fire drills? Because I remember when I was in school... The alarm would go off, and we were all told, get up from our chairs, leave everything behind, just get outside. We're all going to go outside and stand over here. We had In my school, we had an outdoor basketball court. We're all going to go there, and we're going to be there by classrooms. The teacher's going to confirm she has all of her students. You see, that was a drill back then. And nobody was traumatized. 742. Like a strong cup of coffee in the morning. Tasteless, but it'll get you through the day. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. 747, like the airplane is the time. Off we go to talk to Don Day from Day Weather. Okay, so while Saturday was really nice, Sunday I just stayed inside. Oh, okay. It was windy. Oh, come on, Glenn. Well, I, <laughs> it's Wyoming. It's windy. Yeah, yeah but, yeah, no, okay, that That's golf like course. going in the water and saying it's wet. Okay, the, the golf course across from my house that had a whole pile of snow. Okay, it doesn't have snow anymore. <laughs> I know, it's in your yard. One afternoon. <laughs> but now, the rest of the week, though, it really looks by comparison to be kind of mild and not all that bad. Well, yeah, it depends on where you are, as I always like to say, because we're, we're watching a a potential uh, snow event along the southern counties of the state midweek. I think most of central and northern Wyoming really aren't going to have any weather at all. It is going to be pretty mild with Pacific air coming on through. But there is a storm that is going to just sit off the coast of California this week. And this is something we saw last year um, where we just saw a funneling of Pacific moisture into California, the Sierra Nevada and then the the angle of this moisture kind of converging on northern Colorado, northern Utah, and southern Wyoming. So the I-80 corridor, Glenn, is a spot that I think we need to kind of keep an eye on for weather this week. Uh, that would be from Evanston all the way to Cheyenne and mainly in that Wednesday, Thursday time frame. So okay. if we're going to have some weather to deal with, it's going to be then. All but right. you get up north, you get up into the northeast, northwest, there really won't be much going on. Okay, so I'm I'm in the place to be then. Uh, you're kind of right in the middle. Yeah, yeah, Casper, Central Wyoming could catch the northern edge of that system. So mm-hmm. that'll be something to, to to watch. But right now you're on the on the proverbial edge. All right. Thank you, Don. Don Day from Dayweather. Kind of a uh, short report this morning, I know. But there was really not a whole lot of going on. We had a legislative report. Frank, what kind of bread do you like? 
White and wheat. Oh, okay. I hate white bread. I just, there's nothing to it. It's just kind of gooey. Well, that, that's why you have it. Yeah, it just holds the you know, meat together. I, yeah. That's about it. You know, you know I, but I, I'm not, I don't want, I want to be 10,000 <clears throat> types of bread. Even though there are 10,000 types of bread. Okay. I'll stick to, I'll, you got to stick to your basics. Yeah, your basics. That's what I like. Because I was looking at some breads here. Unicorn sweet bread. Made of uh, what? It's a, like a, a Starbucks Frappuccino bread. No, it's okay. And see, there's this other kind of bread from a Spanish bakery, Pan Pina. It's supposed to be the world's most expensive bread loaf at about uh, $93. Why? No, I'm not doing that. Come um, on, you can have a slice. It'll cost you nine bucks. Let's see. There is a Force Awakens bread, which looks like a green pile of goo. I'm not doing that. No. Canned brown bread. I've tried that. It's not too bad, but I can't do much of it. And I don't want my bread coming out of a can. No. Okay. Bread made with cricket flour. No. Okay. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> the moment I said cricket, he was Pass. done. It's a, it's a bug. All right, now the men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys picked up a road win over San Jose State on Saturday, 80-75 to to get to 13-12 and 12 overall, 6-6 six and six in Mountain West Conference play. Sam Griffin at 21, a quail caught with 20. Mason Walters chipped in 18, so it was a good shooting night for the Cowboys at 51%. But San Jose State, is just a, they're just a bad team. They're 2-11 and 11 in Mountain West play, 9-17 and 17 overall. Cowboys are on the road tomorrow in Reno to take on Nevada. Wyoming Cowgirls absorbed a tough 75-70 loss to Colorado State on Saturday in Fort Collins. The Cowgirls played well enough to win with 10 three-pointers and shooting 47% from the floor. Emily Melema had 25 points with four of those threes. Tess Barnes with 21. But the Cowgirls also turned the ball over 16 times, and that really, really hurt them. So that drops them to 9-4 and four of Mountain West play, 14-10 and 10 overall. CSU is 7-7 seven and seven in league play, 16-9 overall. Wyoming has a big game on Wednesday in Laramie when they take on Mountain West leader UNLV. Junior college basketball from over the weekend. The LCCC men from Cheyenne beat Eastern Wyoming 9 9479. The Golden Eagles are 15 and 12. They were led in scoring by Phoenix Bullock with 28. The LCCC women lost to Eastern Wyoming 79-74. They're 11 and 14 on the year. Both Golden Eagle teams will be at Gillette College on Wednesday. In high school indoor track and field, the big Simplot games were over the weekend in Pocatello, Idaho, and an event with over 2,200 athletes from 19 states. The Tronus Caden Lee won the high jump at 6-6 and took second in the triple jump with a PR of 46 feet, 6 and 3 quarter inches, so he had an outstanding meet. Kelly Walsh thrower Tegan Becker took second in the shot put at 40 feet 10 inches and it was a good throw for her and Talia Morris of Cheyenne second in the long jump at 19 feet even. State boys swim meet concluded over the weekend in Laramie with the host Plainsman winning the 4A state title for the seventh year in a row. Laramie won three relays at the championships and outdistanced Cheyenne Central for the top of the podium. Kelly Walsh was fifth, Cheyenne South eighth, Cheyenne East ninth and the Trona tenth out of 11 teams. Kayla Brewer of Cheyenne South won the 200 IM and the 100 Butterfly. Lander won the 3A Boys State Championship for the 28th consecutive year. It's astounding. Tigers have won 8 of 12 events on Saturday. The State High School Wrestling Tournament will start on Thursday and run through Saturday at the Ford Center in Casper. Boys and girls will wrestle on all three days. So the first round will start at noon on Thursday. The quarterfinals will start at 10.30 in the morning on Friday. The semifinals will be Friday at 4 p.m. And the state championship matches will be on Saturday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. That's it in sports. Okay, so there's this other bread called charcoal bread. Is it just like burnt toast? Put charcoal in it. 
is supposed to have some kind of health benefits. I don't know. I didn't it, know that if I if everyone knew that eating charcoal would help have yes. health benefits, then people would be eating charcoal by the bag. Yes, I would have a, like a bowl of charcoal yeah, and yeah, milk yeah. for breakfast, but, like a yeah, cereal. I mean, you could set it on fire if you want to, yeah. like brulee, you know. Yeah, okay. Do you like cornbread? Yes. Okay, actually. I love cornbread. Now I'll tell you a secret here because I love cornbread. Next time you have some cornbread, instead of just putting butter on it. Put some either syrup, like you would for pancakes, or honey, either way. Honey, and, on, yeah. and let it soak in. Okay. And then eat it. Hmm. Oh, Frank, it's fantastic. Honey, I, yeah, cornbread. I'm, and I'm a huge cornbread fan. Sweet. Right. Thank, yes, it is. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. And it'll be fun. Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods, Wake Up Wyoming. Oh. 8.06 of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Monday. And remember, it's a holiday for bankers and bureaucrats. The rest of you have to show up for work. Today's show is sponsored by... The Moneyless Money Clip. So expensive, you'll have nothing left to put in it. Yeah, a lot like when people buy expensive homes or expensive shoes, which are already sold out. Those Donald Trump shoes at $400 a pop, they went fast. Warning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in. And let's do this thing. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. You can talk about what I'm talking about. Shades the subject, fine by me. I'll just kind of roll with it. Okay, I got a little bit more news today from the cult of climate change. Ladies and gentlemen, all stand and remove your caps. Greta Thunberg. Yeah, well, I'll just throw the caps in the air and get on the dance floor. How dare you? Yeah, big screen TVs above the dance floor with her angry face scowling down at you. How dare you? Greta, not happy. So a couple of stories that I have here. Well, three to be precise. One of them is I just heard a story from uh, Fox News, but this one's from U.S. News and World Report. U.S. to soften tailpipe rules, slow electric vehicle transition through 2030. Now, I thought that we were in a crisis and we better hurry up because the end is nigh. This is something that shouldn't be happening anyway. For multiple reasons, once again, the Environmental Protection Agency making rules, which means it's not a law that goes through Congress. And they're trying to push everybody toward electric vehicles through these rules, laws written by bureaucrats. And so they kept toughening emission standards for automobiles. Now, I understand when emissions actually was a pollutant. Remember what Los Angeles used to look like. Dear Lord, I mean, 
the fog. Folks in Atlanta remember the same thing. I think Colorado had the same problem. And so we did get things, catalytic converters, stuff like that. That actually did help emissions. But now we're fine, and they keep tightening emission standards to fight climate change, you understand? Getting so bad that eventually you won't be able to make an internal combustion engine because of these emission standards. But, you know, we're in a climate crisis, and we don't have long to go before it's all over. We reach a tipping, the latest tipping point in a series of tipping points that they've predicted throughout the decades that never came to be. Well, if that's the case, then why relax those standards? Okay, here's the story. What little I have of it here. Um, President Joe Biden's administration set to ease proposals for yearly requirements through 2030. Sweeping plan to aggressively cut tailpipe emissions and ramp up electric vehicle sales. Automakers and United Auto, Auto Workers Union urged Biden administration to slow the proposed ramp up of EV sales. They say EV, EV technology is still too costly, still in, in its infancy, still having a lot of problems. And so because it's not working out the way they want, they're going to relax those emission standards in trying to force you into an electric vehicle by a certain date. But they can't, that can't be. The end is nigh. They better hurry up. So why delay things? I mean, honestly. All right, hang on. Hang on to that story. Did you know that there's an Office of Climate Change and Health Equity? Yeah. I'd never heard of this. Climate and health outcomes, it says, are increasingly and inexorably linked, according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Climate change is worsening asthma, cardiovascular disease, pests and waterborne disease, and other adverse health outcomes. Well, again, there's absolutely no proof of what they're saying there. But everything that happens that's bad, whether real or imagined, is all because of CO2 level output, right? And they say that we believe in junk science or... Don't believe in science at all. President Biden established the first ever Office of Climate Change and Health Equity. Now, you got to throw in all the right buzzwords in order to make something work. So that's why they have to put equity in there. The Department of Health and Human Services is to address the impact of climate change on health of the American people. The department's Climate and Health Outlook Index provides public data on climate health projections to inform health professionals and the public. One of several of many offices I just want to see shut down. We get a Republican president in there the next time around and hopefully uh, a more Republican Congress. But either, even then, just to, Biden did this without Congress. Just needs to be shut down. But reading on here. No one was paying attention when they put this office together. So I even just heard about it because of, um, well, there was a, uh, let's see, the, so what, what is this office here? Well, okay. Basically, the our, our Surgeon General stepped up and announced this office. Quote, climate change is having a disproportionate effect on the physical and mental health of, well, minority communities, too. Again, you got to say all the pandering things. Here's from their website. 
Climate change refers to a significant change in Earth's climate for extended periods of time. This includes a change of global temperatures, which can influence extreme weather and natural disasters, yeah, which is all natural, by the way. Certain individuals and communities are particularly vulnerable to the impacts of climate change. These populations are often disproportionately affected. So, again, you got to pander and make more victims out of it. Alaska has the modest chance above above normal temperatures. Let's pause right there. This is from their website. Above What is a normal temperature? You get the idea that temperatures are supposed to be. So, in other words, it's October. It's supposed to be in the 70s. That's normal, right? No such thing exists. There is no supposed to be when it comes to temperatures. So anyway, they say above normal temperatures, above normal precipitation for Alaska. Now, again, what is normal? They expect that every single year we're supposed to get a certain amount of precipitation. And if we don't, that's not normal. That's not how it works, if you know anything about climate. And they say most of uh, Idaho, Oregon, and Washington have uh, modest high possibilities of above normal temperatures. There's normal again and drop. This is why I can't stand it when I hear meteorologists say temperatures above normal, rainfall below normal. There is no, what normal is, is change and fluctuation. But anyway, it continues on with more from the website here. You get basically the idea. I had no idea that this was happening. But the next story I have up, take a moment for a news and information break here. But the next story that I have up, I think you're really going to love. Did you know that buying solar panels, the whole solar panel industry in California is discriminatory and they're going to have to do something about it. Yeah, it's California has been trying to get people to buy solar panels and put them on their rooftops for homes and businesses. And apparently the whole act is discriminatory. Now, how can that be? I'll explain next. Who put the toaster oven on six? I mean, that's not even good toast. Four is good toast. Five is burnt toast, but six? What were you cremating in my toaster oven? Well, that image is going to stick with you all day. Want to talk to Glenn? Call 888-97-WOODS or chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Hey, 20 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. All right, triple eight ninety seven was the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. So, I love it sometimes, certain things. All you got to do is just wait for it to destroy itself. You can argue all you want and people aren't going to learn, but you just wait and they'll destroy themselves. Like the people who virtue signaled with sanctuary cities. We're a sanctuary city. We care if it, why, why, by God, if someone crosses the border illegally when they come here, we're going to take care of them. We have programs and places to stay and et cetera, et cetera, right? So they encouraged it because we're a sanctuary city. And then those folks showed up. And all of a sudden they find out that it's damn hard being a sanctuary city and they would like these people to go back where they came from. Sounds great until you make them do it, right? All right, so... California wanted people to put solar panels on their roof. Homes, businesses, and so on. Bit of a problem. 
solar panels, they try to sell them to you as, well, you're just going to be, you know, electricity just being produced right there at home just because the sun is shining and you're going to be able to use it. And so you're going to save a bunch of money on your electric bill and and you're going to be able to sell that electricity back to the electric company, any excess electricity. So you're going to be making money on it too. You know that old saying you've heard about if it's too good to be true? Okay, first off, to purchase the panels, you're going to have to get a second mortgage. Then you got to purchase all the hookups and everything and the people to install it. Then you're going to have to get battery backups because of the way this works. Even on the sunniest days, the sun never shines evenly. So it doesn't, it's not a direct draw from your solar panels to your you know, lights and your computers and things like that. So that's going to get expensive. And also, just so you know, in order to make solar panels, you're going to need petroleum and coal to make the solar panels, plus rare earth minerals. And that's a whole nother topic on what's not clean and green. All right. But let's just take a look at the expense of it. So to actually purchase the system is really expensive. And by the time the system runs through its life, because it's not going to last forever. You're going to have to purchase a whole new system before you paid off the old one. Oh, that doesn't make financial sense. So, California government came along and said, tell you what, uh, <clears throat> what we'll do here is we're going to go ahead and give you incentives for buying solar panels. We're going to go ahead and give you incentives like tax breaks and subsidies to buy solar panels. Then we're going to set the price. So when you sell excess electricity during those times that you have that back to the power company, you're going to do it at a nice premium price. Now, all of a sudden, it makes financial sense to do it. So people started buying solar panels, taking care of the tax breaks and the subsidies and what they could sell to the power company. Oh, wow. Now this is suddenly working out, right? Until somebody in California noticed that only rich people are taking advantage of it. Despite all the tax breaks and subsidies, people of middle income or poor people in poor communities still can't afford to do this. Only rich people are taking advantage of this. And that's, oh, that's discriminatory. So uh, we got to end the program here. Plus, California is out of money to continue to fund the program. California is broke. So they don't have the money to continue to fund the subsidies. Then the power companies come along and say, what you're having us pay these people for this electricity is ridiculous. It's driving us broke. You got to lower that. So the tax breaks and the subsidies go away, and the amount of money that people can make selling power to the electric company is greatly reduced. Plus, it's supposed to be discriminatory because only rich people were taking advantage of it. Well, you take away the tax breaks and the subsidies and lower how much people can make off of selling power to the electric company. All of a sudden, it doesn't make financial sense to do this. And sales of solar panels in California have dropped, I mean, considerably. Now, I remember a few years ago, Arizona wanted people 
to buy solar panels for their homes. So Arizona started a tax break and subsidy program that was supposed to last just long enough to allow the solar panel industry to get up and on its feet. But the solar panel industry never really got on its feet. As soon as the tax breaks and subsidies dried up, solar panel companies started going out of business. Because it doesn't make financial sense unless it's heavily subsidized with tax breaks as well. But I love that California also added into this that wealth. I mean, it's not fair that only rich people were taking advantage of this. I mean, that's just... That's just discriminatory. So we gotta, we gotta stop doing that. Now again, I have to ask California, you guys were saying, you swore that we were in a climate crisis and we better hurry the hell up or it's all over soon. We reach a tipping point where we're just done. Well, what happened to that? Where did that tipping point go? If it's so dire and disastrous, we better hurry up or else we're just done here. Then you better get this program going so that everybody can get these things on the rooftops or we're done. That's just like with the EPA wanting to back off on you're supposed to have tougher emission rules for automobiles by a certain date in order to fight climate change. But electric vehicles are not doing well out there. They're not ready yet. And so people still need the internal combustion engine. So EPA wants to back off on those rules for a few more years. Well, again, wasn't the clock ticking? Don't we have some kind of a crisis where in just a few years we reach some kind of a tipping point? Then why are you guys okay with backing off? How can you allow something like that to happen? Why? The end is nigh. This is what you told us. So you better get this going or I don't understand why you're letting things like this fail. As wind farms go out of business, some wind farms that were supposed to be built are not going to get built. Because the companies that were going to build them wanted more money from the government to do it because, well, it's just so expensive to build a wind farm. Plus, they're not profitable, so they need money to continue to run these things. This gets away with the fallacy that wind and solar is more affordable. Now, I have another story here, uh, and I'll just touch on this real quick. Could we please, says the author of this story, quit referring to this as renewable energy? And at some point, I'll go ahead and get into the whole, because he goes into a whole deep reason, which I'll read later this afternoon when I get home, because I didn't get a chance to get into it all. Yet more reasons why to not call it clean, green, affordable, reliable, or even renewable, for that matter. All right, I got other topics to get on to in the next segment of the program, but it is open phone. So, triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number that's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. You can talk about what I'm talking about. You can go ahead and change the subject. Fine by me. I'll just kind of roll with the whole thing. It is a Monday. But at least the bankers and government employees have today off. Everybody else is at work. But to, So to the bankers and government employees who are enjoying your day off, just remember 
to be nice to all those people, everybody else who had to show up for work today. And I'm still pushing for a holiday where everybody gets the day off except the bankers and the government employees. That's got to happen one of these days. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Wake Up Wyoming goes anywhere you do with the Wake Up Wyoming app. Free download for Apple and Android. This is K2 Radio. Triple eight ninety seven is the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. Paul and Casper has a good question here. So, see, this is a day. It's a holiday. It's President's Day. And the holiday is for, uh, I say bankers and bureaucrats, but basically bankers and government employees. And as I said earlier, that every single time this happens, I have to explain to friends of mine who are either bankers or government employees that, no, you guys have the day off. Everybody else is at work. Everybody else. I want a holiday that says um, we all get the day off except the bankers and government employees. They have to still show up to work. So we finally get, because this isn't fair, right? Paul and Casper says, if you pull that off, (laughs) can we all just like make bank runs? Yeah, I would say, look, because we have that day off, we finally get to get some work done. So not only do we have a, a run on the banks, Paul, but we also have to have runs on government agencies, too. Just long lines trying to get all sorts of things done that we're normally not able to get done because we're at work. All right. Later today, I'm already thinking. I mean, to me, just so you know, this is like afternoon to me. Hang on. Someone calling in, so I'll go ahead and talk about this next. I Just something about lunch. Mike is in Laramie. Hello, Mike. Hey, Glenn, you were talking about the solar panels in California. Yeah. And there's an aspect to the solar panel story in California most people don't realize. Several years ago, remember, they had the big wildfires and they're having the brownouts and blackouts. Yeah. Well, the late great Rush mentioned that he was looking at pictures of people with their solar panels and they're not having a blackout. Right. Well, he was quickly inundated with phone calls by people who had those solar panels and telling them it ain't so. Mm-hmm. Apparently, what in California, those solar panels don't connect to your house. Ah, they okay. go straight to the grid. So that when um, you produce, did you have two meters, they said. One meter is how much your solar panel produces, right. and the other is how much you get your electricity from the grid, not your solar panel. Okay. So when everybody else is going on a blackout, they're on a blackout. Okay. And if... The, and it's just a balance how much they sell off to the company and the price, as you said, set by the state and how much they take off from the company. But when the when there's a blackout, they're affected, too, because their solar panel doesn't go straight to the house like in some other oh, places. Had no idea that was going on. Okay. Well, this, once again, yeah, is but, what happens when government tries to run a business. Yes. I mean, one, one thing, too, is all the new construction in California required solar panels. Yeah. I have heard about that, which I think there's going to be a lot less new construction in California. 
Probably, probably, but the the big thing is that as what California essentially did was it made every homeowner and every business a mini solar power plant for the big utilities. Yes, and then it regulated the prices of, of as how much the company had to pay for buying the electricity and how much you had to pay for buying the electricity back. But uh. you couldn't. Just say, you know, I don't care about the brownouts up in Sacramento because right. I've got my solar panels. No, everybody got affected by it. Right. So you see how but convoluted this, this gets so convoluted. Again, it takes away from what would be a natural economy. And then California wonders why yeah. their economy is falling apart. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's again, I mean, it'd been much simpler if people had been able, if people want it connected to your house. Yeah. And that's fine. I mean, the same thing happened over in Germany when everybody, with all the big subsidies, and everybody put solar panels up, and then they sold it to their electric companies. And then when the subsidies went away, the the whole business collapsed. Right. Yeah. That's why I keep saying you can't create an artificial economy. It doesn't work that no. way. No. All right. Work Thank at you, all. Mike. Appreciate it. So, okay. I see again, but you know, one of these days, I'll spend a little bit more time on why you cannot create an artificial economy. It just never pans out. Hey, Jude. Hey, good morning. I just wanted to tell the truckers out. New York, we back it 100%. For those who don't know, I know why, but for those who don't know, why are the truckers in New York? Um, They've had enough of uh, picking on Trump and the $353 million fine for uh, uh, him so-called inflating his businesses without a victim, without a crime, but... Anyway, truckers are saying they're not taking anything in New York. And I'm saying if I was on that part of the country, they wouldn't get a drop of fuel from us either. Okay. I think this is how we take this country back. Truckers, this country wouldn't move without us. And I say it's time we stop moving and let them feel afraid to eat, afraid to go outside, afraid to uh, can't get any fuel, can't get any gas. It's time we pay them back for a while. And I'm 100% behind them. All right. I would love to see the truckers who actually ship stuff to politicians in Washington, D.C., just to put the squeeze on them for a while. You know, not not your average person, but who delivers things to all of the different government agencies in D.C.? Just don't do it for a while. Well, and you know what? I think uh, they ought to be afraid to eat out. I think they ought to be afraid to start their cars. I think they ought to be afraid to do a lot of things that they have made us all afraid to do. I think turnabout's fair play, and congratulations, guys. If you get a website, let me know. I'll donate to you right. for fuel to get to stay out of there. I think they're on Facebook somewhere. All right, thank you, Jude. So, yeah, those truckers are the same ones who went down to the Mexican border in protest of that. They're, of course, not getting a whole lot of publicity from your regular establishment media. They They won't. They absolutely won't. So, uh, but they're still trying to make themselves known by, which is expensive to drive around the country like that, which is why they ask for donations to um, do these kinds of protests around the country. But still, I and I know the story that Judy's talking about. I saw that this morning. But as I go through, you wouldn't believe the number of news websites I go through to put a morning show together, look for news for you. And I think I, I saw the truckers mentioned in two places, and it wasn't much. And it's not any of your regular, um, what you would call, mainstream news media outlets. They're not even touching the story. They they won't. 
They just simply won't touch the story. Doesn't fit their narrative, so they can't do it. So in order for this, I think really to be effective is you would need a lot more truckers on board with this because even though there's a, there's a good number in this convoy. Oh, Jude, I should have played the song Convoy. I didn't. Okay, there's a lot uh, of fuel that's used by these guys, which contributes to climate change too, which makes me really, really happy. I was going to mention something to you about lunch. Uh, can I get a beef taco, extra cheese, and a side of guac, please? Oh, uh, we don't do that here, sir. Can I offer you our vegan, gluten-free broccoli tacos with cashew cheese? What the hell did you just say to me? Broccoli tacos. I asked for a taco, not a vegetable. It is a taco, sir. We just use broccoli instead of meat and spinach wraps instead of tortillas. Oh, cool. Got it. So it's not a taco at all? It is. How about some chicken fajitas? Can I do chicken fajitas? No chicken fajitas either, sir. How about some crispy kale lettuce wraps? A what wrap? Crispy kale wrapped in lettuce with a side of vegan coleslaw. So it's a salad wrapped in a salad with a side of salad. It's light and delicious. All right, look, can I just do like a burger or something? Absolutely. Huh, cool, finally, thank you. What kind would you like? Um, just like a regular hamburger. Yeah, we don't do that. How about a grilled cauliflower burger? What? We use cauliflower instead of a patty and flaxseed crackers instead of a bun. Yeah, that's not a burger. That's that's a flour on a cracker. It's really delicious. Uh, can I just get a sandwich? Sure. What kind? Um, just like something simple, like a turkey sub or something. Yeah, we don't do turkey here, sir. How does a tofu spinach sub sound? It, it sounds depressing. Instead of turkey, you get tofu. Instead of bread, you get almond. And instead of eating animals, you save the planet. Okay, listen, lady, I don't care about the planet when I'm hungry. The tofu sub is one of my favorites. What about like a tuna fish sandwich? Yeah, we don't do fish here, sir. How about a raw asparagus cashew milk? Uh, can you, how about you serve some real food? Sir, we firm. Now, Glenn Woods fits in your pocket with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. 8.48 is the time as well. 8.49 now. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino waiting by. Uh, Frank, this is rather disturbing, but I thought I'd pass it on because I pass it on to my readers on social media. Very disturbing. How to survive being buried alive. Um... <clears throat> I don't have any plans to be buried alive, do you? There, there, there is a, if you're skiing, you have a, like a beacon. Oh, okay. No, this is, no. So, so, this so is they, you wake so, up in the coffin. No, no, there's a beacon. No, and then, a coffin? then people go up there with poles. No, no, I'm talking and, about a coffin. Oh. Yeah. So you wake up, it's really dark, and after feeling around, you realize you're in a coffin. Oh, well. Okay. So slow your breathing down. You only have so much air. Okay. Okay. Do they have like water and and no? Breakfast? I'm afraid not. Uh, no? Don't don't scream. That's just precious oxygen. Uh, let's see. So go ahead and let's see. It says remove your shirt, tie the bottom into a knot, then slip your head through the neck hole over there. Just because you're going to get dirt on you. Then you got to start kicking the top of it here so you can get a hole through. Okay. Right? So at that point, you're going to have to start pulling the dirt through into the box so you can start working your way up, pushing through the dirt. And and who wrote this? Uh, you know, I don't know. This is trash. But, uh, the, well, no, wait a second now. You this say it's trash, trash until you wake up in a pine box way underground. I'm not going to wake up in the pine box. Well, I'm going to be dead when they put me in there. Uh, Frank, I'm just trying to help you and said it just in case stuff happens. I mean, 
You never know. You it's might crash. You just okay. You might okay. I do stuff to try to save your life, Frank. No, 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 no. I do. I, I just I go out on a limb to try to save your life with stuff like this. Glenn, I don't even ski. You know, oh. there's, there's no there's no avalanche okay. in my in my world. Well, now, if you were a skier, this would make a big 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 yes, bit of difference would. here. But no, this is in case some serial killer kidnaps you. Yeah. But so, so yeah. okay. Next time I get kidnapping advice by serial killers, <laughs> see if I give it to you. Right. Exactly. This trash. Men's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowboys picked up a road win over San Jose State on Saturday, 80 to 75. So they're 13 and 12 overall, 6 and 6 in Mountain West Conference play. Sam Griffin had 21, Aquail Cott with 20, and Mason Walters at 18. Good shooting night for the folks at 51%, but San Jose State is not a very good team. They're 2 and 11 in Mountain West play, 9 and 17 overall. Cowboys are on the road tomorrow in Reno to take on Nevada. Wyoming Cowgirls absorbed the tough 75-70 defeat to Colorado State on Saturday in Fort Collins. Cowboys Wade played well enough to win with 10 three-pointers and shooting 47% from the floor. Emily Melema had 25 points with four of those three threes. Tess Barnes at 21, but the Cowgirls also turned the ball over 16 times. So they dropped to 9-4 and four in Mountain West play, 14-10 and 10 overall. CSU is 7 up and 7 down in the league play, 16-9 and nine overall. Wyoming has a big game on Wednesday in Laramie when they'll take on Mountain West leader UNLV. Junior college basketball from over the weekend, the LCCC men from Cheyenne beat Eastern Wyoming 94-79, so they are are uh, moving, moving to 15 and 12 on the year. The LCCC women lost to Eastern Wyoming 79-74. They're 11 and 14. And both Golden Eagle teams will be at Gillette College on Wednesday. High school indoor track and field is the big Simplot Games in Pocatello, Idaho over the week at an event with over 2,200 athletes from 19 states competing. Matrona's Caden Lee won the high jump at 6'6 and took second in the triple jump with a PR of 46 feet, 6 and 3 quarter inches. That's an excellent performance in an elite level meet. Kelly Walsh thrower Tegan Becker was second in the shot put at 40 feet, 10 inches. And Talia Morris of Cheyenne East took second in the long jump at 19 feet even. Say Boys High School swimming meet concluded over the weekend in Laramie with the host Plainsman winning the 4A state title for the seventh year in a row. Laramie won three relays at the championships and outdistanced Cheyenne Central for the top of the podium. Kelly Walsh was 5th, Cheyenne South 8th, Cheyenne East ninth, and Detroit 10th out of 11 teams. Kayla Brewer of Cheyenne South won the 200 IM and the 100 Butterfly. Lander won the 3A Boys Championship for the 28th consecutive year. It's, it's astounding. And the Tigers did win 8 of 12 events over the weekend. State High School Wrestling Tournament will start on Thursday and run through Saturday at the Ford Center in Casper. Boys and girls will wrestle on all three days. So the first round will start at noon on Thursday. The quarterfinals will be at 10.30 a.m. on Friday. The semifinals will be at 4 p.m. on Friday. And the state championship matches will be on Saturday at 2 p.m. And that's it in sports. So I, I have advice here of what to do if you get attacked by a bow constrictor. You want that? No. no okay. uh, what happens Shoot if you it? get abducted by space aliens? You want that one? Well, you know, what? pass that along. Okay. I mean, what, what's the, the diplomatic? Do we give them gifts and stuff I, I like know. that? I don't really know if I want to take them to any current leader that we have. I don't no, 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 not at all. Like no, no, no. Okay. Um, let me see. Anything else? What, I, what happens if you get uh, attacked by a T-Rex? Well, I mean, you never know. I, right. I I don't think it'll be good for me. No. Okay, no, no, but I have advice on what to oh, do. Oh, you have advice, yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm just trying this to figure is, out what you consider trash, and yeah. you thought the coffin one was trash. This, this is the advice channel. Yeah, this, well, I, t- I try to be helpful, Frank. <laughs> wake up, Wyoming. No,
6 of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Monday and a holiday for bankers and government employees. And the rest of us had to go to work today. Just I keep pointing that out for the people who have government jobs and are bankers. You're the only ones who aren't enjoying the day off. So be nice to the rest Today's of us. This show is sponsored by the Moneyless Money Clip. So expensive, you'll have nothing left to put in it. Okay, um, this happens every so often. I had set up what I wanted to talk about this hour, but I just shoved it aside. Now, I came last week, I did a story about how Colorado is trying to get some, well, some Democrats in Colorado are trying to pass legislation that would ban the internal combustion engine from being sold by 2035. And they want to, at some point, end any drilling for oil and natural gas. They also want to go all wind and solar. They're trying to be like California. In other words, they want to destroy what was once a great state. Here's the latest. Colorado bans use of gas-powered lawn equipment. Yeah, that just came over. I I didn't know that was going to happen. The other bill that I talked to you about had um, is being proposed, but nothing's happened yet. This one, I'll get to in just a moment. First off, Steve is in Cheyenne. Hello, Steve. Good morning, Glenn. Nice yes, to sir. talk with you again. Uh, I just sat in on HB one forty eight, which is surgical regulation of abortion, where they have um, you know inspections and that sort of stuff. Okay. And uh, a couple of things, I thought, well, you know, when you talk about abortion, uh, nobody really has, you know, the, those that are for abortion really have no particular love for the baby. Uh, the idea is to kill it. And I thought, well, wouldn't that constitute a hate crime? Mm-hmm. If you don't love it, you'd have at least uh, a total indifference to it. And I've even heard one abortion activist, uh, I think they were down in Australia, they were saying, the only good baby is a dead baby. And I go, well, that's not a whole lot of love. So it is a, possibly, you know, would be a hate crime. Right. And then the second point would be that, uh, talk about reproductive responsibilities. Well, if you're reproducing something, it's got to be a human. I would assume if the woman's human, then it's got to be a human in there. Yeah. But on the reproductive rights, don't you also have reproductive responsibilities? I mean, there are 18 different types of birth control out there and, if you uh, can't avail yourself of at least one, if not more than one simultaneously, then isn't it being a little irresponsible uh, in your sex life? Mm-hmm. Uh, every time people have make that uh, sexual activity, there is a possibility of uh, pregnancy. So with 18 different types of birth control out there, you should be able to uh, access at least one, if not more. And I, I work for the health department down mm-hmm. in Houston and Baton Rouge and up here. And it was sort of a, not really a, it was sort of a common, uh, thread that, that we talked about of, uh, men and women use three, uh, approximately, uh, three birth controls simultaneously, like, right. uh, condom, sponge, uh, herbicide, pill, whatever. Uh, your possibility of getting pregnant would be as close to zero as possible. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't necessarily help with STDs all the time, but, you know, if you have, rights, you also have responsibilities, and if you have no love for the for the baby, then obviously I think that'd be a hate crime. 
Right. I don't know if that would go through. I don't the really bill. think that would go through here. But then again, I always thought it was kind of confusing, Steve, that we have in America laws that where if let's say you were uh, abusing alcohol or some illegal drugs while pregnant, then you can be charged with harming your unborn baby. Yet you can have an abortion. We have contradictory laws. Sure. I also thought that uh, you know we have procedures. And laws, if you're going to have capital punishment of somebody that's been duly um, convicted of a, of a crime, not that all of them are necessarily guilty, because there are have been situations where people are falsely uh, convicted, but there are others. And if you can have that for someone who's been convicted of a crime, then you have at least good, this is sounds bad, I guess, but some sort of good uh, procedures if you're going to kill somebody that hasn't done anything wrong. Mm. Uh, at least give them some surgical. Uh, and then I also mentioned that, you know, well, maybe we could have two or three or four or X number of women die from from abortion, as rare as that might be. I go, well, isn't just one of them dying, you know, good enough right. to say, well, if we can save one. Well, but right then they would give you the argument that if we didn't have abortion legal, then more women would be dying from abortion. Well, this, this 148 still keeps it legal. It just says, the uh, facilities have to be inspected so that right. uh, they're sanitary and they're up to, up to date and, you know, doing everything right, which, you know, uh, was it uh, that Gossett guy mm. that was um, convicted years ago? Right. And uh, his abortion clinic was just a chamber of horrors, which is, yeah. you know, had been happening along uh, a lot of other uh, abortion clinics around. Not that they're all that way, but they're not necessarily the uh, most sanitary. In, in the world, so anyway, that one moved forward, and so they'll. Uh, it was a uh, seven eyes and two nos. Okay. So, all right. Thanks for all the coverage. All right. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Let's go down to Laramie, where Greg is waiting by. Hello, Greg. I, you know, I, I testify uh, with my health department guy every once in a while, but that's not what I was called about. Okay. Um, I did want to, you know, I've studied the trucking industry just a little bit. It's not yeah. my but but every time somebody creates a vacuum, another group comes in. Right. And so I would like to ask, and I've noticed that there's a lot more Sikh truck drivers. You understand what I mean by mm-hmm. Sikhs? There's, um, I would suspect um, the little trucking thing will fail because uh, yeah. other people will say, forget your politics. I'm going to take the job. And, yeah. and this thing, I mean... The, the trucking thing failed on the border. So sure. uh, well, it's too, about it, the main thing is it's too business. small. They It's fine that they want to show up and protest, and that's great. But it's much too small of a group to have any kind of an impact. You're going to have to have a, a good chunk of American truckers get involved in this before everybody sits up and takes notice because it's causing pain. Yeah, the UAW or somebody, whoever's yeah. the trucking, I don't know, the union, but which the unions are destroyed. So the idea that you would be able to organize all these people, I, maybe it'll work, but yeah. um, I would bet uh, there'll be a lot more crying than there will be winning. Right. Yeah, okay. I can't agree. All right. Thanks for calling, Greg. I appreciate it. Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods, the phone number. Hey, Fire Pit Paul, I'll get to your comment in just a minute from now. And back to banning gas powered lawn equipment in Colorado. Hang on. Here it comes. So, why do you drink coffee every day? You're going to die without it? No, but you might. Admit it. You were hoping somebody would say that. I'd. 
Honestly, he's just happy to be here. Catch Glenn Woods on Wake Up Wyoming weekdays at 6 on air on Alexa and on the Wake Up Wyoming app. Times the time it's wake up Wyoming. Okay, Paul, you have a great idea. I'll get into that in just a minute. Here's where I left off. So last week I told you that there's some bills, like four different bills being offered up in Colorado that eventually would ban the sale of the internal combustion engine altogether and no more drilling for oil or natural gas in Colorado. All right. Oh, they also want to ban gas stoves and heaters in your house, stuff like that. Here's the latest. Just came up. Colorado bans use of gas-powered lawn equipment. State agencies in Colorado will be banning, uh, will be banned from you. Now, and, and this is not everybody there. Let's be very careful about this. State agencies, state agencies in Colorado will be banned from using certain gas-powered lawn equipment during the summer. According to a new rule by the Air Quality Control Commission, the rule applies June to August. During this time, state agencies will not be allowed to use gas-powered lawn equipment with engines of 25 horsepower or less. At some point, I'm sure they're going to try to ban it all for anyone who's mowing their lawn or whatever. But all right. The new regulation also prohibits the use of gas-powered push mowers. And under law, other lawn equipment under 10 horsepower on public property, public property within the Denver Metro North Front Range area. This area includes Denver Metro as well as uh, north of Larimer and Weld counties. The new rule also it will be in effect June through August. Other than that, go ahead, right? A nonprofit released a report that found gas-powered lawnmowers and other lawn equipment just uh, estimated 671 tons of particular pollution in 2020. That's an equivalent to pollution created by no more than 7 million cars, according to the report. They said lawn equipment contributes to about 9,811 tons of ozone forming volatile organic compounds, and then there's a bunch of nitrogen the regulations go into effect in 2025. So not immediately, but 2025. All right. So now, again, I did not get a chance to pre-read that story. So the, the headline makes it sound like nobody in Colorado will be able to use a lawnmower. Well, not yet. But there are some in Colorado who want to head that way. Now, I like what Fire Pit Paul says. If Colorado wants to go all electric, they should ban the import of gasoline. Problem solved. Well, they would also have to ban people from trying to sneak gasoline into the state. Hey there, Colorado. Do you find your state being Californiaized? Do you find that you're able to buy less and less of the basic fun and necessities of life? Well, don't worry. It's Wyoming to the rescue with a new retail store right on the Colorado border on I-25 just south of Cheyenne. It's banned in Colorado. Want to buy a gas-powered lawnmower or weed whacker? Need a new car but prefer the traditional internal combustion engine? Yes, banned in Colorado has all the products that are either being outpriced, regulated, or no longer for sale inside the Colorado border. 
Tabor, and you'll love our low, low, low tobacco prices. Feel free to walk around and smoke inside while the little lady buys her fur coat. You'll love our unlimited supply of assault weapons and ammunition. Carry all your goods out of the store in plastic bags. Yes, Bandon, Colorado has a new location one mile north of the Colorado border on I-25. For your personal safety and protection, Bandon, Colorado is not a gun-free zone. Illegal immigrants on staff help you sneak back across the border with everything you purchase. Now, at some point, I'm sure Colorado wants to ban the sale of the internal combustion engine for automobiles, new ones. They're following what what California does. So this would be new by 2035. And then at some point, you know, you wouldn't be able to buy an internal combustion engine at all. There are firm believers that we're going to go to all electric cars real soon. And they're trying to force that. Just like the Biden administration is, just like California is and some other states. You're trying to force everybody into all electric vehicles. Well, here again, dream on. It, this goes back to trying to create an artificial economy, which doesn't work for a whole number of reasons. Government doesn't, first off, understand what actually works in the real world and why something is more efficient and less expensive and how the market decides. And we're supposed to be a free market country anyway where you get to make your own decisions based on your own standards. If you're a believer that you should be driving an electric car for whatever we save the planet, whatever the reason is, then that's your decision and you can go ahead and buy those things. If you're a believer in solar panels for your house, then you go ahead and do that if that's what you're a believer in. But government coming along and saying that we're going to make sure and we're going to steer you toward this, so we're going to subsidize it heavily and we're going to give you tax breaks and we're going to try to make regulations to make it harder to buy what you want has never worked in the history of government trying to mold an economy. Let's take a look at any country where government runs the food supply system. You'll find starving people like North Korea, for example. You notice there's only one fat man in North Korea. Everybody else is starving. Same thing goes for communist China. Same thing goes for the old Soviet Union, Cuba. But any country where the free market is allowed to reign. One of my favorite examples over the years has been when you take a look at the nation of Hong Kong. Before the the Chinese are trying to take over Hong Kong, they own the country now. But when it was British control, the British just let Hong Kong do what they wanted to do. Now, when you take a look at the size of Hong Kong and take a look at the size of Cuba, they're about the same size, roughly. And neither of them has a whole lot for natural resources. So both had a pretty hefty population and neither had much for natural resources. You take a look at Hong Kong and in its heyday before China took over, richest nation on the planet per capita. Take a look at Cuba, one of the poorest nations on the planet. Now, uh, well, let's go to North Korea, South Korea. Same thing. East and West Germany, same thing. So you get the idea of whenever government tries to control, in fact, your health care system, the more government tries to give you free health care, the more expensive it gets and the less efficient it gets and the worse the quality of the health care gets. 
That's government trying to run something. So government's trying to coerce you into you're going to go all electric. Now, it, it doesn't work for a whole list of reasons. But especially it's not going to solve the whole what they think is a climate change issue, which, as you and I know, climate change is a natural thing. Chet Yoder, your border store will dwarf Hypermart. Will it? I bet it will. Yeah. So this is an, for, for Colorado and for those folks who listen down in Colorado. I'm sorry this is happening to you. I, I really am. But just like California, Colorado, we have told them and told them and told them and told them and they just keep going down this rabbit hole. I mean, they are deep in the rabbit hole and getting worse all the time and they don't seem to understand. So uh, the answer here is let Colorado do what it does. Let let them go ahead. Let them fail. Just like California, let them fail. And eventually they learn the lesson. It's difficult. They're going to learn this the hard way. Things are going to get really bad in Colorado before they finally get better again. But it really comes down to, hey, Colorado, as long as you keep voting for this nonsense, you are trashing your state. This was a state I used to look at and think, I'd love to live in Colorado. I'd love to live in Denver, by God. I don't want to go anywhere near the place right now. But all right. This is going to be painful to watch, folks, but this is what's going to happen. Colorado is going the same way. They think California has it made. They like to do what California does. Well, a lot of you who live in Colorado escape California for a reason, guys. Might as well not bother trying to lecture them. They're not going to learn. Let them do it the hard way. They'll eventually figure it out. I hope. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Start your day the right way. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Nine thirty-six. The time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Triple eight ninety-seven Woods. The phone number eight 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 ninety-seven W O O D S. R H is in Wiggins, Colorado. He says, "Hi, Glenn. Colorado legislators are idiots." You are 100% correct about the way we vote here. Yeah, uh, Colorado people have not been good about picking, but neither has America, for that matter. But all right. <clears throat> so let's go up to Canada real quick. Senior Canadian legislator tables bill to jail people who speak out in favor of organic fuels. Now, it says fossil fuels. I'm correcting it. A member of the Canadian center-left party. That's the center-left party? I hate to see what the left party's like. Supported Justin Trudeau's minority government has tabled a bill seeking to jail anyone who speaks in favor of hydrocarbon fuels. He's a leading member of the party, has 25 seats in the Canadian party, his party does. And his bill seeks to ban the commercial promotion of coal and natural gas and oil by means that that is less likely to influence and shape attitudes and beliefs and behaviors about the products and services. So the bill is given the title of an act respecting fossil fuel advertising is what they call that. 
and under the proposition anti-free speech measures, gas station retailers could be fined $50,000 for offering complimentary coffee and donuts with every full tank. Yeah, fill up your tank, we'll give you some coffee and donuts. $50,000 fine. There is not much between Canada and the North Pole, the story says, so without natural gas to heat their homes, locals would die by the thousands every winter. Without diesel trucks that transport food vast distances, famine would stalk the land. Yet the bill is a preamble of the what they call, quote, fossil fuel production and consumption has resulted in a national public health crisis. Yeah, this is what they say. And if you disagree, well, you're going to be punished for that. So, okay, under the bill, there is a blanket ban on the promotion of oil and gas. A curious clause bans the suggestion that burning of some hydrocarbons and the emissions are less harmful. This provision would make it illegal to state scientific facts about burning natural gas not being as you know or even for that matter burning coal if you suggest that's not as harmful as you're saying it is well my god dear lord you'll be punished for that it would also be an effective this is a guy as i'm reading this who doesn't want to engage in the debate he just wants everybody to shut up under penalty of It would be an offense to suggest that the use of organic fuels, coal, gas, and oil would lead to positive benefits for the environment and health of Canadians. Whatever the facts based on science doesn't matter to this guy. They're all wrong thoughts and can be punishable up to $500,000 in two years in prison. Now, again, he put the bill out there, then he tabled the bill. This guy wrote this bill, thought it was a great idea, but so far he's tabled the bill. The bill's attack is broad and even attempts to suppress sales at the retail level. Gas stations are banned or would be under the bill banned from using loyalty cards, gas rebates, prize drawings, free coffee and donuts, stuff like that. So in other words, nothing, nothing should encourage you to use more, buy more of this stuff. You're supposed to be discouraged from it, so don't you say anything nice about it. So if this was just the work of some one crank guy, it would be easy to laugh at. It's a private member's bill. It'll struggle to be passed into law, but his promoter is on a... a, He's part of a fringe group, but still, he's not the only one that would like just to ban. Even for those broadcasters in Canada, at least in America, we're still enjoying some free speech, as you hear on this program here. Not just what I think, but what you think. The bill, the story says, is an attack on commercial free speech, seeking to demonize an industry that is vital to modern life. And and the rest of this is an opinion piece by the author of the bill. But you get basically the idea. Now, once again, I I was picking on Colorado for, and and even California, but other states, and even people here in the United States for how horrible we are at picking politicians. 
And this is yet another example about how horrible people are. That guy who wrote that bill actually made it into the Canadian Parliament. Really, that guy who wrote that bill was actually elected into the Canadian Parliament. I wonder if the people who voted for him know what he's doing. And if they approve of it. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Hello. I finished my free trial of adulting. I'm no longer interested. I'd like to cancel my subscription. Is there a manager that I can talk to? Admit it. You were hoping somebody would say that. The best talk show host in the state. Within his price range. Tune in to Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Weekdays at 6. Nine forty-eight. The time is wake up Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box. Frank Gambino is waiting by. So since it is a President's Day, and I mentioned Frank, I want a holiday where all everybody else gets the day off except the bankers and the government employees. They have to work. Right? Well, there's got to be a day. Yeah. So now I, I I always thought it was like maybe Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Right. Well, I, I've never seen, but now you, maybe Christmas Eve. But yeah, I think they get those days off. They tend to take, especially the teachers. You know, they get. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. But but you know what? I'm glad at least they did it one day because they used to have Washington's birthday. Yeah. Lincoln's birthday. Yeah. Oh yeah. All of that. You know, like, oh, there's, there's just too many. Well, too there's many. Too other many. holidays during the course of the year where again the bankers and the government employees get the day off and the rest of us self show for work. So I've been sort of uh, plotting with the listeners here. So here's what we do. We get that ho- whatever the holiday is. I don't know what to name it for, but we all get to have the day off. They have to work. Then this is this is what's going to happen. We all need to catch up on things, Frank. We need to get our tags for our cars. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 We need to stop by the bank because yeah. we've all been at work. Well, they'll we... be open on that holiday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We... So they're going to get flooded. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, all the county offices. Yeah. You know, oh, I think it's time to sign up for Medicare. Uh, you know, something, I, there's something that we got to do today that I've been trying to get done for like weeks, but I've been at work, so I haven't been able to do it. But now, because I have the day off and they all have to work, then I can finally catch up on all of this stuff. All those lawsuits you want to file? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what's nice for the, oh, I just thought of this, Frank, for the parents out there. <laughs> See, today, kids are home. The and parents, the parents are not. Yeah, the parents had to figure that out. What am I going to do? My kids are home. I'm supposed to be out doing stuff. My kids are home. But on this day, the parents get the day off and the, and the kids, kids are all at school. Oh, yeah. I think, okay, Frank, I may have just come up with an idea for the greatest holiday ever. Yeah. It's now called, It's called summer school. Is it? Okay. No, the, the question would be, though. What do we what do we celebrate? We got to pick something to oh, celebrate. Um, yeah, freedom. We already got that. Yeah, we got the freedom thing well. down. Yeah, yeah. Hard work. Uh, you know, so we, we got, got that, that with Labor, kind Labor of, Day. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know. See, see, they say it's Labor Day. I always thought Labor Day was women going into labor, but they don't all no, do it on no, the same I don't, day. No, no, it's that a little bit different. different. Okay. Uh, look, you know what? We'll, we'll have to come up with a. Something. Yeah, we'll come up with some kind of holiday, something that nobody would have ever thought of that we need to celebrate and then go ahead and have it on that day. And we've got to make sure that it is possibly the most inconvenient Monday 
for every banker and bureaucrat that's out there. Well, yeah, it was got to be on a Monday or Friday. Yeah, so it's yeah. not like a date. She's like, this is the third right. Monday of February. There's only going to be one problem, Frank. What? You're going to want to go shopping and go to the movies. And there'll be nobody. There'll yeah, be it's going to be closed. Yeah. Wait, wait, that, that's, that's okay. Women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls losing to CSU on Saturday and four calls, 75 to 70. The Cowgirls certainly played well enough to win, hitting the three bell 10 times and shooting 40% from the floor. Emily Melamo threw in 25 points, Tess Barnes at 21, but CSU picked up 25 points off of 16 Wyoming turnovers. So they dropped to nine and four. Mountain was played 14 and 10 overall. CSU is seven and seven in the league, played 16 and nine overall. Wyoming got a big game on Wednesday in Laramie. We'll know they'll, they'll take on Mountain West Conference leader UNLV. On the men's side, the Wyoming Cowboys picked up a road win over San Jose State on Saturday, 80-75, to so they're 13-12 overall, 6-6 six and six in Modern West play. Sam Griffith had 21, Aquail caught with 20, Mason Walters 18, UW with a good shooting night at 51%, but San Jose State is not exactly a good team by any stretch. They're 2-11 Mountain West play, 9-17 overall. Cowboys on the road tomorrow in Reno to take on Nevada. In high school, indoor track and field, the big Simplot games were in Pocatello, Idaho over the weekend, an event with over 22 200 athletes from 19 states and three countries. The Tronas Caden Lee won the high jump at 6-6, and he took second at the triple jump with a PR of 46-6 and three quarters. This is an elite-level meet, and that's just an outstanding performance. Kelly Walsh thrower Tegan Becker took second in the shot, which she threw 40 feet 10 inches. Talia Morris of Cheyenne East took second in the long jump at 19 feet even. The State Boys High School swimming meet concluded over the weekend in Laramie with the host Plainsmen winning their the 4A state title for the seventh year in a row. They won three relays at the championships and out distance Cheyenne Central for the top of the podium. Kelly Walsh took fifth, Cheyenne South eighth, Cheyenne East ninth, the Trota tenth out of eleven teams. Caleb Brewer of Cheyenne South won the two hundred IM and the one hundred butterfly. Lander won the three A boys championship for the twenty eighth consecutive year. It's, it's it's unbelievable. Tigers won eight of twelve events in the state meet. State high school wrestling tournament will start on Thursday and run through Saturday at the Ford Center in Casper. Boys and girls will wrestle on all three days. So the first round will start at noon on Thursday. The quarterfinals will start at 10.30 on Friday. The semifinals will be at 4 p.m. on Friday. And the state championship matches will be on Saturday at 2 p.m. And that's it in sports. Okay, I looked it up here. Some people have posted what they think holidays should exist. One, I'm not all that opposed to. It's just called Fun Day. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Let me see. Sleep In Day. Sleep In Day. Yeah. You you say that yes when you have an opportunity to sleep in yes it never what works happens? out for you no, what it happens never does. no you, no 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 you're up at five o'clock in the morning like, really what, why why am I taking the day off okay. I'm go to work candy day well now we're now we're make, making okay. some progress yeah. here camping day no uh, okay. well, um, let me see. Uh, oh, oh, play video game day. That's good. Video game day is all not bad. day. Yeah. Um, let me see. How about a snow day that's not on the snow day? I like I like that. Okay. You know, for here we yeah. should have a wind day. Okay. Fans of the breadwinner day. Oh, this one I I'm not opposed to, but people are not going to like me. National Kill Dora the Explorer Day. <laughs> I'll leave her alone. She's lost. Uh, oh, here's one for you, Frank. Super Bowl Day. Yes. See? It is a, it is a holiday. It, but it's it a actually Sunday. is a national holiday. All if right. they moved it to Monday, yeah, then it would be good. There you go. That's what we do. All yeah. right. Thank you, Frank. Let's wake up, Wyoming.